Welcome, everybody. You ever feel like your life is just too complicated? There's too much family drama going on? You don't know who you love sexually and who you're related to? Sometimes it's both. Welcome to the attic. It's VC's Peasies. Hello, dear listener. Uh, regret to inform you, singular, that we recorded a podcast for the third book in the series, If There Be Thorns. Uh, we recorded about a couple weeks ago, and uh, when we finished, uh, immediately deleted it accidentally. I still don't know how that happened. It's sh- honey. Um, <laughs> uh, there was grieving. Grief, there are many steps in it, mm-hmm. and we just, it's, it's going to be rough getting back into it, because we birthed quite the podcast, pulling it from the nothingness that is If There Be Thorns, <laughs> uh, and maybe you'll get references to the Lost Cast, the Lost Podcast. Mm. Um, just, just grieve with us, dear listener, singular, uh, and know that we can move forward, we're stronger together. Always. Everyday heroes. Strong. We're all in this together. You and me, and that's it. Speaking of we, I'm Tia. I'm Katie. And here we are again with another episode of VC's Pieces Podcast. So, we are cranking right along in the Small and Danger family book series. Small and Danger! They are small and endangered. They're good. so small. <laughs> small. S-M-O-L, small. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Jory, which we will learn that he probably has like strong thighs, probably like a firm buttock. The strongest thighs. For a 14-ish year old yep. human boy. Um, so here's the synopsis of If There Be Thorns. Christopher and Kathy have made a loving home for their handsome and talented teenager Jory, their imaginative nine-year-old Bart, and a sweet baby daughter. Then an elderly woman and her strange butler move in next door. The old woman in black watches from her window, lures the lonely Bart inside with cookies and ice cream, and asks him to call her grandmother. Slowly, Bart transforms, each visit pushing him closer to the edge of madness and violence, while his anguished parents can only watch. For Kathy and Chris, the horrors of the past have come home, and everything they love may soon be torn from them. Now, <laughs> let me tell you. Let, let me take t- a big old sippy sip here. Our special guest star tonight is Sangria. Sangria, <laughs> when you need to grieve the loss of the lost podcast. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, uh, before we get into it, sidebar, P-S-S-S-S-S. Is it Tim Cook, Tim Apple? If you could uh, reach into the cloud and get that, that'd be great. Yeah, Tim Apple. Tim Apple. Tim Apple, please. If you could reach into the core and pull out that seed. Oh, the seed! I'm <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> Spoiler, we're doing a foreshadowing for... Uh, so... <laughs> yes, if there be Jories. Um, first of all... If there be Jorns. If there be Jorns. I can't, like, I can't remember the title of this book to save my life. It's right here. It's right there. It's is in that, my hand. Is that mine? No, this one's mine. Okay. Is not it? I don't... I think I, this one's mine. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's a communal book effort. It's very communist yeah. right here. Um, can't remember the name of it to save my life, but I also had it. I had the first three uh, as a young-ish person. Young-ish. Um, oh, teenager. Young adult. Um, and I despised the fact that it was told from the point of view of the children because I was so engaged in Kathy and her choices mm. that mm-hmm. I wanted that voice to keep us, to keep going through. Um, and, and so I only read, I think read it once, maybe twice, because it's, it's a thing you do sometimes. I'm going to read the series. Right, right. <laughs> What's that like? Um, and then rereading it, I was like, okay, okay, we have a different voice here. Like, this this past time, I was like, okay, all right. Um, but then when I was done, I was like, you know what, fuck that. <laughs> fuck it. This, I was, is, this is where we diverge. Th- okay. Yeah. I really, I enjoy the, the perspective from the two kids. Um, because, again, 
it's taking a break of Kathy talking about her hair. And now Lori <laughs> gets to talk about Kathy's hair. Golden fan golden It's golden fan. fan fiction. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I really hope that at least one of you has read this because it's fucking funny. Uh, uh, yeah, I liked it. It, uh, it, it goes back and forth between like a... Yes, if you haven't read this. Yeah, Jewelry's the, point of view, Bart's point of view. But then it gets confusing for me because it's one-off, one-on, like the whole time until it's not. Until, until it gets a little artistic. Yeah. Until like, I go with the flow of the and story. And that messed me up for a minute. Like I had, I'd have to like skim to be like, like, who the fuck is talking? Who is talking right now? Because I, I need to visualize. Now, um, if you haven't read the book where do we open we open on oh my god okay all right so <laughs> so kathy and chris, yeah kathy and chris are married quote unquote i like how they say their children they did not procreate yes dear listener singular these they are from not kathy's last choices now oh boy choice babies oof from mustaches. So it is, we all know Jorrington belongs to Julian. Um, and then <laughs> Bart is Bart's. And uh, no no devil spawn from this unholy incestuous marriage. Um, and they're just, P.S. <laughs> Postscript at the beginning. This, this, she just goes like, Chris comes in and says, greet me with kisses if you love me. Like, call back to her dad. Yeah. Like, that's kind of gross. It really is. Like, they both know about that. Like, they're trying to, I mean, I get it. Are we, like, giving some credence to their, like, shared trauma? Yeah, whatever. like, they're, tr- they're both trying to, like, get back, like, the wholesomeness that used to be their lives. But, like, now they're married and fucking. So, like, that's, I don't care hey. how much. You- hey. I'm Do you think them. they could legitimately see a therapist and be honest about their incestuous relationship? Um, wow, this is something on a Friday night. <laughs> it's Saturday. Um, is it? Oh, it is. <laughs> um, I think that... This is a deep... This is like a serious question. I feel like Probably. if that had been written into the book, it would have been a lot of like... Maybe Chris decided to do it and Kathy was like, no, which like would be opposite of what we thought would happen because like... Chris is always like... No, we can't talk about it. And Kathy's like, but please stop trying to fuck me. Um, I don't know. I, this is now, this is like an instant, I just thought of it, and now I'm, I'm processing whether or not they could have, like, can this relationship be valid? I don't know, man. We are taking, we're taking this serious turn. Sorry, everybody. Singular listener. I um, mean, one of their concerns was, like, one of Chris's, like, <laughs> don't worry, Kath. Was like I'm not gonna. We we won't have babies. You can't have babies. In it. Yeah, uh, I think Bart's birth like janks up her insides. Yeah, they scrape it all out, I believe. <laughs> but either way, like even before that, Chris was like, we can just be married we and we don't have to have married. babies. Then they then we don't have to worry about I feel like, uh, babies. <laughs> that's pretty much throughout the series. That's pretty much the only like pickle uh, with incest. <laughs> incest is that. Just don't make fucked up babies. Yeah. You can sex on your family all you want. Yeah, just don't make fucked up babies. As long as you don't make fucked up babies. So here we are at the Sheffield family breakfast table with beautiful, perfect Jorrington III. <laughs> and he's a dancer. Dancier. And he's supple, we think, probably, because he's a child. Life. Um... He seems very childish to me. Like, upon rereading at 14, it's like... like this is also, like, the 80s. I don't know. He just seems a little bit more innocent. Like, Sure. There's no internet. He doesn't yeah. Have, he doesn't have an OnlyFans. It's yeah. Fine. <laughs> um, and then there's, like, Bart the Swamp Creature. <laughs> Dirty, shitty Bart. Dirty, shitty Bart. We That's a callback from the last call time. Callback last time. You wouldn't know. No one knows. Um, He's lost in the people. So, shitty, dirty Bart. Um, is a, a nine-year-old swamp creature who who can't feel pain. He cannot feel pain. His nerve endings don't go to his head. This is a real thing. But, like, the fact that they put it in there... Just, like, just toss it in. was we- fucking weird, because it wasn't, like... It was it's just, just It's just weird. there. It's yeah. just there. <laughs> Statement. He's like, I get cut all the time, and it doesn't hurt. Statement. <laughs> no follow-up. Until later on, where it's convenient to... 
the the dramatic story. That's it. So um, he's just sh- like he's like just like a he's that uh, Frogger Rock trash pile. Don't talk about again. Don't again. talk about Marjorie that way. She was like an oracle. Shitty, shitty, dirty Bart was not an oracle. <laughs> you know what? Maybe he was. No, he wasn't. I don't know. Uh, if we, not to play devil's advocate, but actually, actually, if we think about the implications of his shittiness and dirtiness, so they're just like skulking, they're skulking around, playing. They're being good. Uh, Jory seems to be a really good older he brother. He is tender. Yep. Um, <laughs> even though, what? I just said tender. Yes. Even tender. though, um, even though he's shitty, uh, What's that? What is that sense I can't pronounce? The sense? Proposepital? Yes. Proposepital? Proprioception? Proprioception. Bart has shitty proprioception, and, they're, and people are kind of shitting on him for, like, tripping all the time mm-hmm. and dropping the butter dish. Just don't use a butter dish. God. <laughs> Make an accommodation. Yeah, I, I myself have poor proprioception. It's not fun. I don't like being covered in bruises, man. Just walk into shit. I know it's there. I just don't realize how far away it is. <laughs> so, so the the family dog doesn't like him. Clover, Clover, uh, does not like him. Brought up a sticking point, but also Bart takes it pretty fucking personally. Although he takes everything personally. Ooh, he is a walking pile of like Literally open, everything. open emotional sores. He's like Ew. just nine and just like so mad that like he's mad that Jory's good at stuff. He's mad that his he's parents are love. He's mad that like, Jory's good at stuff. Yeah. Even though Jory's wicked nice to him, he's not an asshole right? about it. Um, so for a living, I believe Christopher is a practicing doctor. Yes. And Kathy has her like eternal, like eternal dance ballet school. Yeah, because conveniently there was conveniently another one. there's, oh, always, there's a, another one. There's here. always a ballet school yep. because once you're done being a ballet, you have <laughs> ballet school. Um, <laughs> so. So that's their life, and it's uh, that the help Emma uh, comes with them from the Virginia region of the Foxy Worthy town. Yep, and they bring all of Paul's gardenial statues. Gardenial, <laughs> they they recreate, and they're in like SoCal, like, like foggy SoCal, and they have yeah, San, San Diego, San Diego, <laughs> San Diego. It means whale's vagina. So, and uh, we kind of. We kind of... This sangria is fantastic, so I apologize for the weird tangent we're taking. I got you, I got you. Hold on. Uh, we, they, they, so they're next door. There's a house yes. next door. Yes, so they, they're, playing. they're ban- playing. There's an abandoned mansion, which the kids are like, oh my god, this is so cool, which, same. Like, I would have been so psyched to be You would have. You're around. the one that took me up on the roof. Yes. <laughs> like, a, not a figurative roof. Like this a isn't roof, figurative. Yeah. This is literal. This is like a... Yeah. This is a throwback. Um... Yeah, so like they're scurrying around Skulking. in this like empty mansion, and they're having so they fun play. being brothers, just constantly, just playing, always. But I will say, as soon as I like heard abandoned mansion, I was like, mm, "VC, where you going with your PCs?" Mansion. <laughs> so one day they show up to play. There's a there's a stone wall. First, also, this is their only neighbor. Like they happen to find a house <laughs> with a weird abandoned mansion <laughs> abutting their property. This is actually a Scooby Doo episode. Oh my God. <laughs> Look, man, sometimes you find a property, and it just is what it is. If any of you have uh, bought a house next to an abandoned mansion, please write in. Call Call in the number on your screen. (laughs) 442-96-100. Three. Uh, anyway, so they're, I don't remember at what point they're like, oh, there's going to be a neighbor. Like, it's getting cleaned. They just, like, yeah, they just, like, people start showing up to do stuff. And Bart's pissed, of course, because, like, "Ah!" Everything's a slight against Bart in his own mind. Yeah, it really is. Fascinating. Fascinating. Um, (laughs) everything's a slight against Bart in his own mind, and Jory's like, chill, fuckface. Um. But also, they're sitting on the wall, and, like, workers would be like, get off the wall, and Jory's like... I mean, it's half our wall anyways, dude. We're just going to sit here. I own this half. We're just looking. And you know what? Good on you. Because of course you're going to be interested. I'd be interested. Good job, Jonathan. (laughs) Jorald. (laughs) So young Jorald and shitty dirty Bart watch the neighbor move in and uh, (laughs) the lady of the house shows up one day. She's ensconced in black, like all black. 
with a black veil and more than once <sighs> referenced possibly being a Muslim or an Arab woman because she has like a veil over like her entire face but also filmy so you can see she looks exactly like fucking Kathy. Oh, what? She looks like Kathy. I wonder who this woman could be that would that would move into a mansion next door. Side fucking bar about our lady Catherine. <laughs> now, if you listened to our last episode, thanks. Um, <laughs> dear listener singular. We talked about how there's a setup at the end where she's like, I put the beds in the attic. But why? Why did I bring a picnic basket up to the attic? I wanted that story. Yeah, me too. I wanted Kathy to lock the boys in the attic and have a fucked up kind of turn like that. Yeah, or at least shitty dirty Bart. (laughs) There's laws against that. Um, So, I'm just so upset that this never happens. They, they, Barely reference the attic. It starts at the beginning, like in the beginning, because Chris and Kathy are the picture of loving marriage to Mm-mm. to sexually curious Gerald, and he like much like flowers in the attic and spying at the Christmas party can see everything at one point in the attic. A- everyone in that hiding, family hiding behind something. Everyone in this family is Good. able Sneaking, to like spying, hide looking. in plain sight. They're like. I was in a place I could see everyone, but no one could see me. And I'm like, are you an ostrich? Is you it, really, is is it this one true? of those like, double mirror situations? <laughs> like uh, t- two-way mirror situations? Um, so so it's, in the beginning, the, Chris and Kathy are the picture of a uh, beautiful, loving marriage. And he's peeping and, and feeling tender about their tenderness. Tender, tender vittles. And, uh, but then Chris is like, Ugh, what's up with this? Picnic basket? Remember our picnic basket? And she's like, it's just a fucking picnic basket. And then she's like, I don't know. He's like, How, where do these beds come from? And she's like, I don't remember putting them together. She was just up there dancing to Cinderella and spinning faster and faster and faster with a broom. And her head do was we, like a golden fan. Do we not want the, I want, I want this story, like cut, cut, edit, edit, like a Russ Meyer film, like... I'm with it. I'm not with it. It's scene missing. Now there's beds. Golden yes. fan. Picnic basket. Whoever, um, whatever man is writing these now. Is it a get, dude? It's a dude. How do we feel about that? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. No, you're absolutely right. I'm right. Yeah, moving forward. Moving forward. <laughs> it so absolutely does not matter. It's, it's, as, it's as idyllic as it can get. When you have a shitty, dirty bar. So the the neighbors move in and they're like, "Man, you don't like to play anymore." <laughs> At this abandoned tetanus factory. Um, so it's fine. Don't it's worry, fine. we'll find tetanus on our own later in the book. <laughs> so <laughs> spoiler alert. I don't remember under what under what conditions Bart uh, goes over. Did you just fucking go over there? Or they I catch think him he's just weird. I don't skulking. know. Actually, I don't. We read this one so long ago, and we did such a good episode last time. Mm. I cannot remember. Like, I think maybe the old lady like was by the fence, and she was like, "Come to, Come me, to me for ice cream and cake sometime, little boy." And um, he was like, "Cool." And then he pretended to be a cowboy. Yes, which I'm kind of into. Everyone like talks this. about how Bart is shitty and dirty. I don't know who says that. I don't know who um, says that. I've never heard that. So Jory just gets like ejaculated over um, <laughs> for his for his like dancing talent. But Bart is very creative. He is. He fully has like he'll pick a fantasy and just play. He really needed to be like an actor, an author, a writer. He's like, like supported, you know. He needed the support of being like a weird kid. Just needed support being a weird kid. I feel like like one of us would have been fine with shitty dirty Bart. <laughs> Pregnant pause. Um Sometimes you just need to support your kid if they're fucking weird. Um, so, and then, so he's just, he's just, and there's this delightful scene where she's like, call me grand. It's one of their first meetings. She's like, what if you called me grandmother? Yeah, because he was like, what's your name, lady? And she's like, ah, grandmother. Grammy, grandmother. And it's like this really fucking weird scene, like a parlor. 
Um, and he's like, so I strutted through the doors and was like, pew, pew. And uh, I said, give me another one, lady, because we're in a Western. Uh, it's really fucking weird and delightful. Um, so that happens and thus establishes their relationship. But uh, he also meets uh, the man of the house, question mark, John Anus. And oh, no, John Anus. Back. Who remembers that anus? I remember that anus. Puckered and dry. Uh, <laughs> weird teeth. Weird teeth. And he, li- he, I feel like he is always this one-dimensional, like, drawing or cardboard cutout. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, if you, if when you read, you picture it in your head like a movie, TV screen, what have you. And when John Anus enters, he, it's like a, car- like, there's like Mr. Burns T-Rex arms. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like, like just like someone just slides the drawing up into the frame. Yeah, or like pushes it through a doorway. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like in Home Alone when Kevin tried to pretend like there was a party, but it was just a cutout of Michael Jordan on a, on a uh, train is, track. This is a surprisingly in-depth analysis of the character development of John. One-dimensional! <laughs> That's a many-dimensioned explanation of a one-dimensional character. But like, I think it's just, I think at this point too, like, it's still like a. It's, we're supposed to still think it's a mystery who this lady of the house is, which is ridiculous. Are we supposed to know, or are we not? I don't like. You don't. You're not I through the tenure of the book. You are unsure if we, the reader, are supposed to know right who these people are. I mean, and you think to yourself, it's fucking obvious. It's John Anus. We know who John Anus is, and the woman with the veil who kind of looks exactly like fucking Kathy. Kind of exactly. But they never say. And it's written very like the woman. Yeah. Woman. The The, old woman. The old woman. The grandmother. The mystery lady. But there was a night that Jory like scuttled over. Scuttled over. He did. He was just like, you know what? I need to see who these fucking neighbors are. Why is this lady always wearing black? Is she a Muslim? And he like, (laughs) he scuttled over in the night and like shimmied up a tree and he's like, I don't like. She's in a rocking chair, but her veil is like veil is not there. Oh yeah! And he was like, "Oh my god, it's like a weird old version of my mom, but her face has scars on it." And he's like, "Bye." Yeah, and he just like scuttles down and goes away. Like maybe like a branch hit the tree. I think she like whipped around and looked, and he like scuttled away. And never to remember this scene again until later. Like never mentioned it. Like hey, the the lady next door kind of looks a fucking lot like mom. So there's a budding. So so John Anus comes in. Let's get back to here. And he's like, "Eh," she says to call me. You called me grandma. She's really your grandma. (gasps) And uh, gives gives nine year old shitty dirty Bart the journal of uh, Malcolm Foxworth. So that he can read and um, be shittier. Be shittier. <laughs> know how to make money? Question mark. Um, and know about the evils of women. Oh yeah, they're so and bad. they're gold diggers. They, they he ain't saying they a gold digger, but they is gold diggers. Um, and they're they use their feminine wiles. And first of all, this kid's fucking nine. He does not understand, like, sexing for rent-a-center payments. Yeah, not at all. Furs, etc. Um, so starts, like, like, mentally breaking him down. Because yeah. he's, like, looking for, like, horrible things all women do. Like, yeah. if any woman or female character has, like, an emotion, he's like, oh, that's how they get you. That's exactly what John Amos said. So he's got Malcolm's diary, and he's like, read this and learn how to... Be smart in the monies and get the monies and the women's is the evils. And like he was like making him like recite it back to him. Yeah. It was mental. He would put the journal under his shirt and absorb the spirit of Malcolm. <laughs> and in his weird, imaginative, unnurtured yeah, uh, buddy. Uh, existence, would skulk around and be like, this time my life was Malcolm and I had a gimpy leg I don't know yeah he uh, did, he did. <laughs> so, that's exactly what he did so this is what's happening we have George um, being a dancer and like pubing out a little bit like he's interested in Melody um, spying on his parents um, dancing also being concerned about his little also brother also being concerned about brother dog blah, blah, blah. 
And then we have this budding weirdness with Shitty Dirty Bart, the old lady, John Anus, separately, not together. They are never together. Uh, although I believe he says John Anus, uh, my, my wife. He refers to... But that's way, way later. Okay. Yeah, Fine. yeah, yeah. So that's happening. Yeah, and who knows um, if that's just... And then one day over breakfast, I'm going to steal a baby. Yeah. Like, you, have you have fucking problems. I have fucking problems with, with this. this. Okay. So take, one day. Take this plot point. One day, yeah, Kathy comes skipping into breakfast and is like, oh my God, you remember how I said that one of my like 19-year-old students got into a horrible car accident? Well, she's probably going to die. We should take her daughter. She's two. She's so cute. She kind of looks like Carrie, but without the huge head. What? What? Like, obviously, we as readers know. 100 exactly. We're like, what the next Yeah, like, of course they're going to get happen. the fucking baby, but it's over it is multiple days up. Where she's like, she needs to sign the papers because. And um, she's visiting her too. So I'm like, I'm worried about these cutscenes. Maybe that's why it's the perspective of the children, because Kathy's like, I can't fucking tell you that I pulled the plug on this lady so I could steal her child. Well, this is going to be in our, like, who wrote the uh, Fifty Shades? E.L. James. James? Yeah. So this is going to be in our version that we write from Kathy's point of view. Where she like <laughs> skulks around, pulls the plug, locks the boys up, has this kid for what? We don't know. But that's what's going to happen. So she steals a child, maybe. Um, Cindy, of course. She's like, even a C name. Ugh. Give you a C name. <laughs> oh, I know what you mean, Crystal. Um, <laughs> so... But no, Chris is not 100 on board, and he's like, look, stay the fuck out of it. Look. I think he even brought up, like, Bart already has a hard time. Like, he thinks we all hate him. Like, if you bring a baby home, that's messed fuck up. It. And also, you're supposed to work. Like, is Emma supposed to take care of this baby? Like, stop being fucking weird. Yeah, Chris she, went logistics, which was nice. And then Kathy went all feelings, and isn't that a good... That's just the yin and the yang of their marriage. Mirage <sighs> or Their mirage. marriage or and or sibling relationship. Um, <laughs> do they have a legal marriage document? Right. We tried to figure this out last time. We don't know. On, we, this brought up on pod, the Lost podcast. podcast. We brought up, like, how did that work? Are they legally married? Like, <clears throat> who the fuck did I'm they go to? I'm going to say yes, because Kathy had been married before uh, multiple, to- multiple times. Um, so she probably had documentation in various names. I don't know. So when you need a birth I, now listen, oh. as a married woman, I am a married woman. So am I. <laughs> you need your birth certificate. <laughs> so the end. Big old gaping plot hole. VC Andrews and or the estate of VC Andrews and or the dude who's writing these. Yeah, like how did that? Can I get like a, a Spark Notes legal explainer? <laughs> So she steals the baby. Um, well, she like well, the, the mom dies to the great <laughs> happiness of Kathy. <laughs> and then she's like waltz in with this baby. She's like, look, hey, before she died, she said we had to take care of her. Who are you to deny her dying wish, Christopher? And he was like, oh, fuck it, whatever. I'm never home anyways. Bye. <laughs> going back off to medicine somewhere. I'm going back off to medicine somewhere. So that happens. Um... Surprising fucking no one, shitty Dirty Bart has the issues um, about being replaced. Because he's so shitty you and dirty. You know what? And I feel like that's valid. Valid. It is. It is. You know, this story through the lens of, like, 2021, poor shitty Dirty Bart. Yeah. People treated him shittily and dirtily. <laughs> like, he may have been shitty and dirty on his own, but he was nine. Right? He's not fully... In the 80s... He was fully autonomous. Mm-hmm. Done. You're done. Yeah, Go out in the world. Yeah. So, so he spends time with the mystery woman in black. <laughs> um, spooning. Yep. A lot of spooning and cuddling. Cuddling in towards the budum, budum. The budums. The budums. The budum budums. You are cut off from sangria. The budum budums. You talk like this anyways. Um, I have I have uh, verbal prosopopital problems. Proprioception. Proprioception. I can't. Yeah, you're cut off from sangria. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, and also cookies and cake. And I feel like they mentioned at some point, like, Bart's not eating his dinner. And he's like, I'm fucking full of cookies and cake, but you will never know. You will never know. Yeah, like, it's interesting. Like, this is the summer. (laughs) We never find out what these kids go to school, by the way. There's never, like, Bart came home from school and then. 
I feel like in the I feel like in the beginning there was. Maybe. But it is summer. Yeah. Um, they talk about, because in the summer they go visit all the graves. Yes, they go to visit the graves. And Bart hates visiting the boring old graves of the boring old dead people. And why would they know anyways? And they got to go Fair. visit, you know, they got to go visit Daddy Chris's mom. And who, why does he care? Because he doesn't like him. In the mental institution. Ahem. So, uh, yes. He's just off on his own and no one's being like oh wow Bart's gone for 12 hours a fucking day I wonder what he's doing not to get personal but my kid's 10 and a half and I can't imagine just sending him out in the yard all day he's just out in the yard yeah I mean I was out in the yard a lot too but like not that much that like if I was gone for the day all the meals like someone may not have noticed and my parents really weren't Noticing. They weren't noticers, <laughs> if I can say that. You can say that. Please do. They were not noticers. She said it. It's true. Um, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> this is such a delightful little <laughs> personal interjection that nobody fucking knows. Um, <laughs> so trauma. Anyway. Dirty shitty Bart. Dirty shitty Bart. You think like, oh my God. Like, I was hoping that dirty shitty Bart getting in with grandmother, even though she was being fucking weird, like, he was going to get that connection maybe. yeah he was gonna get that like that emotional support that he wasn't getting at home Aww, and he that's was nice. that's a nice of you yeah but he and he was but also on paper ma- manipulated by john anus he was getting it on paper but then he was still kind of crappy he was like give me a horse mm. give me a fucking horse i need a horse old lady you said you're rich you what said i can have anything it? what did he call it my hot my like one true like my, my one true wish my, wish my one true wish like my heart's one true my heart's wish. desire my heart's desire yes his oh, heart's he desire grabbed, you grabbed she grabbed the book to like i know i was like, like can i have to fucking find this out <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. It was my heart's like one true desire was to have heart's a pony. Desire. You have a pony named Apple. Yes. So she's always like, "Yes, your one true desire." Apparently, she sounds like Jennifer Coolidge, which I can't do a voice of. <laughs> Bart, your one. Bart, I'll get you a horse. <laughs> you can name it Apple. One true desire. Anytime you want. <laughs> uh, so that happens, and I. And it's gonna happen, and it's gonna happen, and he's gonna get his one true desire, chicka chicka chicka, until what? <laughs> until he can't. You know why? Because the mystery woman, she was like, you can't smell like a fucking horse. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't have this secret fucking weird grandma relationship if you come home smelling like a horse. And what does she give him in the pony stead? Well, first of all, she lies and she's like, I got it. It's in the barn. And he was like, oh, my fucking God. Yes. And then he went out there. It's a fucking dog. And he's like, what is this tiny piece of shit? <laughs> and grandmother was like, oh, my. No, it's not. A t- I mean, it might be a tiny piece of shit right now, Bart, but it's, it's a, a St. Bernard. Bernard puppy. St. Bernard. And you can. Don't worry. It'll get so bad. That you can ride it like a horse. P.S. Um, dogs don't like when you ride them. <laughs> <laughs> my, I hitch feel up like, a thing. I feel like uh, my own personal family lore is that my older brother tried to ride one of our dogs uh, like a horse and got bit. And uh, my mom was like, that's what you get. We're <laughs> trying to ride the dog like Sick a horse. Val. They don't like Shout it. Shout out to Val right now. <laughs> Anywho, so she convinces him that this dog is much like a horse. And even better. And even better because it can help people with a brandy keg. On mountain. And he's like, great. Well, still name it Apple. It's and then a, he's like, uh, don't I, worry. I'm going to turn it into a horse. I'm going to imagine it into a horse. It's like feeding this fucking dog hay. Oh like that's going to be a thing that will work out in the long oh, run. Jesus. So you're just mixing it in a little at a time. That dog will die. Well. Hmm. Mm. Uh, so, so, yeah, Bart's on his own shit. And then uh, Jory's got a recital coming up. And it comes out oh. like, oh, my God, Kathy's got a part. And Chris is like, like, what the fuck, Kathy? You have a fucked up knee. You got a bum knee. You ain't supposed to dance, Kathy. And she's like, it's a little part. And then she's like, it's the smallest part. And it's wicked fucking easy. And this will be and the I, last my, time I dance. My I son. Promise. My son. I need to dance with my son, Geraldine. I need <laughs> to. Geraldine. <laughs> I need to dance with him. And Chris is like, Ugh. Fine, I guess. So, I can't argue with you, Kathy, because you're just take bring more babies home. So I feel like during the dance, there was this whole pro- like 
Oh, oh, I remember now. So, oh, I knew that the whole the family wasn't there at the start, Correct. and that was like a thing. That was a point. So, so why weren't they there? And I just remembered why. Ooh, yeah. wolf. Because we've Mental. sexualized a toddler. We have. We have. Well, we haven't. We we haven't. <laughs> Someone fucking has. Yeah, whether it be DC or the dude or or the John state. Anus. It's just it's John. It's not me. It's John Anus. Yeah. So Bart is like coming home from talking to the anus and his grandma, smoking around, and he's like, "Oh my God, Cindy, look at her beautiful." She's girls. like two, and she's in the kiddie pool. She's trying to make me want it. Like it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> it was unnecessary. And he's got fucking scissors. And then it like cuts to the next chapter, and like being like, like, "Oh, the family's oh. not here." And we're like, "Why?" Did he stab this child? No, he just cut all of her hair off. So that she can't use her toddler feminine wiles. Yep. He's going to put her in her place. How dare she act so sexy. <coughs> so messed up. Like the... Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Like where you need to be in your own self to, to, process to, this to write this down and get it published. Like all the people this went through and no one was like... Maybe he could just be jealous and not talk Maybe about... Maybe could like... Edit out that feminine wiles bit. No, yeah. leave, leave it in. Yeah, leave it. Go ahead. Are we in. sure? Are we good? Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you know, it's a franchise at this point. <laughs> it's a dynasty. It is. So, they're there. And uh, Kathy dances. And it's a way bigger part than she let on. Mm-hmm. She lied to Chris because didn't, she didn't want him to fret. Fret who did correctly. Fret he did. And he should have, yes. I got you. Um, so while she's dancing, like, Jory, this, this chapter is in uh, Jory's point of view. He's like, I noticed my mom's ribbons on her shoe were untied. <laughs> never like, again, never again do we reference the ribbons, why they were loose, yeah. and someone untie them. Well, no, they got referenced later when Kathy was like, it was so weird because I always sew them in myself. They should have been secure. And then Did someone undo the ribbon? I don't know because every other time that we're given some little bit of something, it means that it actually definitely happened. Except for when it's a picnic, t- picnic basket in the attic and these ribbons that Fucking mysteriously... We'll E.L. James that part, too. It'll be Chris. Well, who, did Chris say, fuck with her ribbons? ribbons? He couldn't have. He was busy. Who didn't want her to dance? Probably John Anus. How would he get at her shoes? You don't know what the anus is doing at all times. That's true. Anyway, so, so Kathy, whoopsie doodles. Fucks it up. She fucks it up. She's got to go to the hospital. She fucks Fucks it up. She gets mad injured. She's in the hospital and just being like, no. And Chris is like, you can't fucking dance again. I fucking told you. And she's like, me. And she was like, no, I will die. I will die. And then he's like, maybe you should write. And he gets her a typewriter. And then in true Kathy fashion, she's like, I realized all I ever should have been was a writer. Like, I realized it was my calling forever to do this. She and has she's to write, hammering down. Yeah. She has to write their story. Have we heard the story before? <gasps> so we are, she had to, <laughs> you just almost fell out of that chair. Yes, it's really, I was impressed with my own self. Um, did, wait a minute, does this mean the flowers in the attic was true? <gasps> so we're led to believe she's, she is writing flowers in the attic. Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, so Gerald is, uh, Gerald is becoming, uh, he's got some, like, he's got a lot of stuff to carry. He's worried about shitty dirty bar, and he's like, this is a little fucked up. Yeah, and he doesn't want to worry his parents about the shit. He's trying to figure it out on his own. Very, very, like, young teenage of him. He's gonna be a man. Um, so he's, like, trying to keep an eye on that. He's watching his parents' strife, because they've been models of a beautiful marriage, also, I feel like he watches them fuck at least once. I think that he watches them get very tender and then gets embarrassed and scuttles away. He watches them fuck. He probably watches them fuck. Or, like, almost fuck. I don't know. I just... I feel like Jory is too... I, I don't know. He's too pure for this? Yeah. Hmm. I feel like he's too polite. He just, like, seems to be innately polite. At least as a small teenager. Because it talks about him, like, turning away, like, oh, before I see something I don't want to see. But mm, how does he know he doesn't want to see it unless he's seen it? Maybe he saw it once and was like, oh, buddy, bye. Now. We don't know. What uh, are your thoughts? I feel like the, uh, I feel like this spans at least two summers. Because twice they don't go back east. Or is it once? 
They, oh, shit. Oh, right, right, right. See, this I don't is know what happens when you have a lost episode. No, this is, at, this is at the beginning of the same summer, I, I believe. Because they can't go back east. Is it because of Kathy's injury? No. Or is it because yes. Bart gives Coming himself uh, gangrene by rubbing dog shit in an open wound? Yeah, he totally does that. So I think this the, this whole series opens with missing Clover. Right, they, Clover the dog is missing. Yeah, I mean, it's not the big... Oh, you mean the series of events. The yes, series yes. of events. Clover the dog is missing. There's a search. It's raining. It's... <laughs> For dramatic. For dramatic effect. Awesome. It's like raining and Bart is like, shitty dirty Bart is like shitting and dirting. <laughs> and uh, he's like skulking and he's like, I will find the dog. Weird. And he like rips open, he like crawls on a rusty nail, but he can't feel it. No, no, this is different. Okay, hang yeah, on. Yeah, sorry. This I'm is, lost. You are lost a little bit. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So they, the whole thing is like they're going to go to Disney World for Bart's 10th birthday. Yes. Bart's nine. I guess there was a birthday somewhere. I don't know. Um, but they're going to go to Disney World. Disneyland, sorry. <laughs> California. California. A. You don't want to fuck those up because the Disney people will come They will you. come for me. Yeah, the Illumina Disney. Um, so Bart is like, oh my God, yes. I can't yes. wait to go to Disney. So that way people. when I come back, my dog is going to be so upset because he will basically die before, like, b- for missing me. Which is really sad, like, that this poor kid was not loved enough that he was, like, so psyched that his dog was going to be, like, near death missing him. So, like, to get closer to his dog, he's just, like, got a dog shit in his hand that he's smushing around. And then he's crawling around like a freak. I didn't read that. I didn't read into that that he's closer to his dog by crawling in the dog shit. Well, he said to get him, cl- like, I think that was in there. Huh. I think that was, like, I think that was literally, yeah. He, like, he, t- he mashed it up in his hands to be like, oh, now we are one. You are my horse. <laughs> That's what I do. That's how you strengthen a marriage. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, God. I, I knew there was something. I knew there was you something. You have to squish each other's shit in your hands. Anyway, so Jory and Bart. And then I think he was... Uh, scuttling around scuttling. afterwards, like in in the woods. He was definitely. They the, were looking for him, perhaps, or something. No, this. I swear. Maybe also this. This is, this is what happens when you lose a podcast and you can't remember jack shit about the book you read. Um, but there was scuttling. Yeah, maybe they were still looking for Clover. They were like, looking it was for like Clover. Maybe a week later, even or something. Clover was not in the picture. And you're led to believe, like, something nefarious, there's, like, the rain is the undertone for something nefarious happening to Clover. And there's no closure until much later. And he scuttles about, there's, like, an open wound on his leg, and he, like, mooshes dog shit into it. He can't feel the open wound, because his nerve endings don't go back. And he mooshes dog shit into it. Um, and gets, gets the gangrene. All of a sudden, he's like a fever boy at the hospital. Yes, and then he's, and mo- mom's there, and she's there every day. Oh my god, he's got his mommy back. Mama. Mm. Mama. So. He doesn't respond to the antibiotics, if I'm to remember correctly. Yeah, they keep but being like, you're gonna lose the leg, you're gonna lose the leg. We need permission to amputate, and Jorrington like bursts in, and he's like, no, daddy, uncle. Don't let them amputate, because. While he's feverish and delirious, he's like, oh, my horse and dog apple. And Jory's like, I knew if I could care for apple, it would bring him back. And they wouldn't amputate. He's like, no, don't amputate. And he goes and he goes to find the dog. And he finds the dog, like, starving to death. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, in, a, in a spot where, like, he... the. There was no food, and the water was, like, just out of reach. He was, like, staked up in the barn. Staked up. In the barn, couldn't get out. Staked up, fucked up, wrong. Um, so, so Jory, Jory's it up, like, golden child's it, and, like, feeds him and plays with him and waters him. Because he thinks he's doing a lovely thing for his brother. I mean, he's doing a good thing by that dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Someone. So, um, and then he goes to Bart, and he's like, oh, your apple's great, it's fine, don't lose your leg. And then he gets better. <laughs> so, 
If I'm going to break the fourth wall, you just ate one of those alcoholic cherries yeah. in you. <laughs> I, just had, I just had a cherry that was steeped in rum for like a day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Power through. It's what Jornald would have wanted. I could light my breath on fire right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We're in mourning. Um, so... So they, he doesn't lose his leg, but he's like extra shitty now because he's fucking gimpy. Um, Which is actually kind of nice for him because he's like, I'm closer to Malcolm now that I'm a gimp I'm too. I'm closer to Malcolm now. Um, no one trusts him around Cindy. Cindy the baby. <laughs> um, this is going off the rails and I love it. Um, so One more cherry, one more cherry. So... Uh-uh. Uh, so, <laughs> like eating nail polish remover. God damn it. <laughs> Just take your medicine. Um, so, Kathy's writing all the time now. She's fretting about Bart and also writing 24 7. And um, John Anus has instructed no, no. Jory's like, oh shit, we need backup. I feel like at some point I, I'm getting this is like happening parallel. I feel like this yeah. is happening parallel because it's both it's chapter it's cha- chapter skipping swap and yeah. we're getting confused. Mm-hmm. Sangria isn't helping. We're getting confused. Um, so so we have two parallel tracks here. On one track we have shitty dirty Bart getting manipulated by both the mystery woman and John Anus, who is like Malcolm's diary. Bring me the chapters. Don't mar them. Don't muss them. No one can them. know. Which, um, I don't know. That's too tall of an order for Bart. I have no idea how, how Bart like would have snuck shit, out. Literal shit fingerprints yeah, on them. Yeah, like how did Bart sneak out like pristine, crisp papers? <laughs> like scuttle them across, like over acres. a wall. Over acres. And then like put them back. That part is actually the most unbelievable part of this whole, <laughs> the whole series. That what? Thank you. That one part was like, don't mar the pages. And we just blithely accept that that happens. No. Parallel to this is Jory, who writes to Madame Marishka, Julian's mother, call back to the last book, Madame Marishka over there in uh, South Carolina. And uh, now, if you've been on this journey with us, you know Madame Marishka has taught Kathy since the age of fam- 15. <laughs> And when she went, 16, they something. all went to live with Daddy Paul, Paul Sheffield. Mm-hmm. So she knows the family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She Undertone. Did. She knows the family. Um, so he writes to his Graham Graham, Madam M. Graham Graham M. And is like, oh, Mommy, tell him she's all writing all the time. Yeah, we won't be able to visit you, so Again. hey. Oh. And then he was like, surprise, Mom and Daddy Chris. Daddy Chris. Grandma and Mama Nom is coming. And they were like, okay, fuck. So, my favorite thing that we talked about on the Lost episode the lost was that episode. she just fucking buys a car yeah. when she arrives. She gets off a plane and buys a fucking car. And she's hours late because she's such a shit-ass driver. <laughs> yeah, and those are some weird details. Weird, weird details. Just like a thrown aside little nibble. She's like, my son, uh, Julian loved shitty cars, so uh, I, one. I figured I would just buy a shitty car. Coming from uh, Green Galena, South Carolina to the California area, she's like, I don't know, I'm driving all fucked up. I don't know where I'm going. I'm like 17 hours late. Where's my dinner? Suck it. Yep. Um, Pretty good. Which is some energy that I'm into. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> I like her a lot. Uh, and then she's like, hello, brother Chris. Oh. Dunk, dunk, bunk. No, she was like, hello, Kathy. Because Chris was waiting for her, and they needed to peace out to go be a doctor because she was so late. Doctoring. He was doctoring. So Madam M comes in while Kathy is furiously typing on a typewriter, amassing it out. Imagine it. Just, there's a lot of limp wrestling. Um, <laughs> and Madam M comes in, and she's like, hey, what up? I guess you're kind of fucked. What's going on? Hey, like, Where's Paul? How's Paul going? Doing? He's uh, been he's, too sick to come visit, right? He's been so sick every year that you come, and your your brother escorts you. And this yeah. is when we realize that for a fucking ten years she hasn't fucking told. <laughs> so, but also, how do we know this? How do we know this? It's because Jory's lurking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jory's lurking. Seeing everything, but not being seen. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, 
So yeah, so so I kind of like, I feel like Madam M is like this kind of 80s, like A.C. Slater kind of sitting backwards on a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just how like Russian ballet instructors are. Yeah, it's like one or the other. You're the A.C. Slater. It's the same. They are all A.C. Like, Slater. So your brother. Yeah, she's like, I see these pictures of you guys looking pretty cozy. What the fuck's up with that? Uh, so he came out Paul? here with you. Where's Paul? Paul's and she's like, eh, shut up. And uh, <laughs> and Jory's like, a bill. And then I think that I don't remember when, like Jory's um, struggling to process this. And I feel like is this the same time that uh, Bart also is kind of like, hmm? Bart's lurky too, but I think I think what it was was like Bart was reading the book, so that, yeah, yeah, I mean, like that's where he was at getting the same time. I don't know. I feel like that Paul probably, Sheffield, because I think Bart was raised to believe Paul Sheffield is his father, or no, 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 very no, confusing. I don't know. They know though. Wait, what uh, a what what a web Kathy has woven. Yes, for a sure. web of lies. It's not all these flower analogies. No. It's a web. Spider net. We're tangled in it. <laughs> I'm tangled. I need to get free of this. Want to break free? Yeah, at some point, both the kids realize, like, oh, this shit. Okay, so we up. thought that Daddy Chris was Daddy Paul's younger brother. And stepped in when Daddy Paul had his heart attack. I think John Anus told Bart, like, straight oh, you up. Know. And was like, your real dad's a lawyer. And yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. A when lawyer. you said that, yeah, that's exactly how I read that. Um, In that accent. Yes. He was like, you're named after the guy who like literally had the same name as you. A lawyer. Yeah, you uh, gotta be smart. So, um, yes. That is happening, and, and uh, Madam M is being very dramatic, like the Russian dancers do, and is <laughs> like, you know what? I'm gonna tell everybody about this incest. No one ever says incest, by the way. They don't. They say relationship. Yeah. Um, although, to be fair, I probably would try to be polite if I knew about someone being incestuous with their family member. Would you? Like, is that, de- like, is that a blanket statement or is it dependent on the situation? I feel like it's a blanket statement. I'm generally non-confrontational. Anyway, so she gets confrontational <laughs> and is like, you let me take Jornald back to South Carolina and teach him the dance to be like the Julian and George, or I tell everyone about this relationship with your brother. And she's like, not you! And uh, then, was that before or after uh, Madame M? I feel like Madame M takes over the dance school. I think it, that, like, that was that same night, I believe, that she it, showed up, yeah. And then after that, she's like, yeah, whatever the fuck, fine, heal your leg, I'm just gonna go take over your dance school. Yeah. Yep. And then she's like, and then they blow up at each other, and it's a big fuck off time. Um, so we, we've previously discussed that these books are like a freight train. Mm-hmm. For the most part, this book is like, uh, the train that like um, like toddlers ride at an amusement park. It's very plotting. We <laughs> so are, the same track going around and around. We are like banging through these plot points because we can't remember anything. But also like the book bangs through plot points too. Make no mistake. So it's like it's like there's a plot point and a plot point and then it meanders there if if, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So it's like a lot of it's many chapters of. Cookies and ice cream bar, ballet jewelry. Cookies and ice cream mm-hmm. bar, ballet jewelry. Cookies and ice cream bar, ballet jewelry. Should we have a child? Cookies and ice cream, ballet jewelry. <laughs> when am I going to get this child? Cookies and ice cream bar, uh, ballet jewelry. Look at she's so pretty. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I fucking get it. I fucking get it. Jesus. But, but in a truer form, when it gets to that crescendo, it's, it's building and, and things are happening and Kathy is maybe being exposed by Madame M, but also maybe not. Who fucking knows? I don't remember how Madame M exits the story. I don't know. I think she pieces she out. She just like drives off. Yeah, like I can't into the California car. Yeah, I don't know. She just drives off. It's like, hey, bye. We just we find out. I think Jory says that like, oh, she just died in her sleep one night. No, I don't think that happened. She does. The book's right in front of you. If you I, could find me that, how episode. will I find it? It's. 
No, we're not real timing this. Go ahead. Uh, so also after the whole haircutting sensual two-year-old incident, Bart goes to therapy. <laughs> Appropriately goes to therapy. Yeah, which is awesome. Like that was really Chris being like, no, dude. Well fucked up. But as previously discussed, his parents hand him off to a therapist and they're like, fix him. And are not engaged in his treatment at all. Mm-mm. So if you got a kiddo that needs this kind of intervention, it kind of needs to be this whole family approach. And while he's seeing his therapist, a lot of people are just like, especially P.S. Emma is like, you're fucking shitty. Don't touch my, <laughs> don't touch my pork chops. That's true. So everyone still has this kind of like sub, sub feeling of like uh, Bart being shitty. Uh, and Bart's also like, I'm just going to lie to my therapist and not tell him about Malcolm. So. so there comes a point where the children's know. They kind of know everything and or they, they know bits and bobs of things about uh, maybe their parents being brother and sister. Ew. You know, maybe. Soft, maybe. Hard, maybe. Uh, firm thrusting maybe uh yes and <laughs> so uh there's this bit there's this bit uh it's fine you can put the book down i just think that she just dies i feel like madam m does not just fucking die in that book until the until like an afterward kind of yeah no i was at the end of it yeah 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 I don't know where she went. She so just peaced out. There's, there's a crescendo, an, uh, a bigger crescendo, where it's like very like um, Bart's being shitty and like Emma sends him to his room and then he like sneaks out and oh, the window, off. yeah. And then is like quote unquote missing. And he's like missing. And then Chris goes over to confront the mystery lady. Because oh, Jory Fine is like, listen, yes, he's been Jory going next like, door look. to this weird lady and there's also a weird dude. Everyone's being fucking weird. Sorry, I didn't tell you. Sorry, I didn't tell you. They're next door. And, P.S., as they're, like, like mar- marching over there, in the rain, maybe, he's like, I really respect it, Chris, because we are not his kids. And he's yeah. like, and I was like, oh, well, okay, girl. <laughs> and they kind of, like, have this, like, nice moment. Yeah. You know, they did. They did have a nice moment. And he's like, knock. Hello, mystery Muslim lady. It's so more than one time. It wasn't anus that opened the door and is just like, oh, my wife. My wife. No, this is not them. <gasps> right. Right. Yes. Okay, yes, yes, yes. And so, so, mystery lady in black is mistering about, and uh, she's like, it's good. Ketchup. And, and uh, he's like, these rooms. Yes. This parlor. Your taste in furnishings. Oh, you're fingering your pearls. And, and he's like, this looks familiar. And until she fingers her pearly clasp, <laughs> that he's like, Oh, God. You're my mama! So, does she rip the veil off? I don't know. I don't know. Ugh, God, I it would have been just as dramatic either way, so who knows? If, yeah, sure, she does. So there's that. And then lights it on fire. She spikes it on the floor and it lights <laughs> on fire. <laughs> wow. I don't it's remember very that dramatic. part. Yep. Um, so there's that. And she's like, I feel like she asks to, like, take Bart away. Yeah, she's like, let me just have him. Everyone's just like, let's just shuffle these kids well, away from you, incestuous brother you know, and sister situation. Well, I mean, fair. Um, but also, yes. Uh, so she's like, can I just have him and I'll raise him? You guys suck. And he's like, fuck you, dude. So if he turns up here, call me. Um, and she's like, yeah, surprise. Like, I've had all of this money, and I'm actually the one who got, like, was fucking with your realtor, and that's why you got the house next to this abandoned mansion that I own. That I planned on moving into when they let me out of the psych ward. <laughs> oh, it, was, it, was, it was like, it's a very run-on sentence kind yeah. of, uh, yeah. The whole series is like a run-on sentence, honestly. It really is. So, I don't remember. I feel like, was Bart with John Anus at this time when he was, like, quote-unquote missing? Oh. Sure. Um, he was hiding in the parlor, I believe, when Chris was there with Jory. How did Kathy get over there? I don't remember how Kathy got over there. So, Kathy is there. Um, she goes over in the rain, perhaps, also, maybe afterwards. 
So at the as we as we climax through this book, and I'm sorry for using that term. Uh, as we climax through this book, we have Catherine and Corinne. 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 Wait, the mother. The grandmother Wait was the minute. mother. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> oh, also, Apple's dead. They found him with a pitchfork, and they yeah, found Clover like a, in a tree with barbed wire. They're like at a garrot. Yeah. Um, moving on. P.S. <laughs> dead animals. And then as we as we move forward and we move, we're thrusting forward into the end. <laughs> Damn it, Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. And Kathy and Corinne? Yeah, end uh, up in like a secret room in the wine are they, cellar. Did they get like poisoned and knocked out in some fashion? Yeah, something happens where they... get they... knocked out and they wake up in like the secret wine cellar room and John Anus is like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Bart, you two, let's do this together. And hey, child. Hey, child. Hey, let's, child, you won't go to jail. Let's commit murder. We got to cleanse them with fire. We have... So he's like, all right, we're going to purify their souls and then they'll go to heaven. And he's like, um, this seems like a little fucked up. Um, and he's like, like no, sure. shut your mouth. And then, so, shitty, dirty Bart shits and dirts around and, like, sneaks some food sometimes and, like, creeps around. Yeah, he's like, this is not that good. Whatever. He sees, that, like, uh, Corinne is like, I'm so sorry, Kathy. And Kathy's like, I'm done fucking dying, but fuck you. She Which really is. I love <laughs> Talk about a vendetta. Like, Kathy's all sick for some reason. She's like, in it. They've she's been like, there for like this many days without food and water. We don't. I can't remember. She's in and out of sickness and fever. She is in the throes of death. Time. She's like, you can eat a fucking dick, Corinne. <laughs> Which I love. Yeah, that's awesome. So yes, in there. So she is like, there's like, she's like a oh, child, and the child is like, mm, eat a dick. Um, <laughs> and so it's it's very like, what's gonna happen? And then Chris is like, Arakatakataka, my wife. Where's my wife? And John Anis is like, my wife and I are moving to Hawaii. She already left. <laughs> she just left. And I'm closing up the house, good sir. Peace. We're not your neighbors anymore. And he was like, I fucking remember you. I was listening to you fuck that maid back in oh, Fox with all. Oh, my God, yes. I don't remember how. I'm sure you, the listener slash reader, are shocked <laughs> that this is going to end in a fire. What? But there's a fire at this There is a mansion. fucking fire. Yet another fire in this mansion. But, like, Bart actually moved away the gas cans or something. He was like, yeah, I got them out of there. They smelled bad. And John Anus is like, what the fuck are you doing, kid? Basically, he's been, he's been manipulating this child to take the fall for all of his, like, weird fucking dog-killing, like, burning-down-the-house murder type of... Yeah, you're led to believe Bart did it. And, like, that was one thing that I wasn't sure about. Because usually it's very obvious what's yes, going on. Yes, yes. It but, was yeah. not clear if he really killed Apple. It was not clear. Which, okay, you fool me once. Can't get fooled again. Um, that's the same. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, but we are led to believe that, like, this was John Anus's master plan from the beginning. Oh yeah. Question mark for some fucking reason. Like, was it just to kill Corinne to get some money? Because he did. They they supposedly did get married. Gross. And you you come to find out. I'm not sure if we know at this point, but John Anus is a cousin of. Corinne's mother. Mm-hmm. So, like, there is a, like, horrifying kind of, like, wrinkled old balls kind of age gap between them. And they get married. <laughs> and uh, he, I guess, wants to kill her for money, I guess? I think it's because everyone has been tainted from doing things. Like, you know, he and was... In Feminine Wiles. He was feeling feelings for Corinne, and then Corinne ended up marrying her half-uncle, and then, yeah, like, her yeah, daughter sin, went on to yeah, yeah, marry yeah. the brother. But yeah. also, there's mo- there's millions that are rightfully his millions for some fucking reason. I don't fucking know. Yeah. And, uh, um, so there's a fire. There's a fire, um, and... And how I picture any sort of fire that has to do with this family is, like, it's a cartoon of a mm-hmm. bunch of firefighters bumping into each other. Like what, what about like a like a Scooby Doo mini? Like someone goes in one door and immediately comes out the wrong. Yeah, door. it's in, it's fucking stupid. Like, pray to God that if your house is on fire, none of these people show up. 
because it's like, oh, we'll help you out. But wait, we're going to go back in for that one. We're going to go, hold on, hold on. And like, somehow it turned into like... I like that like cartoon where someone goes in one door and immediately comes out the wrong door. I picture people bumping into each other and like, you know, like accidentally putting the hose in someone's butt or something and it comes out their mouth. Like, it's mental. So for some reason, even though there's like strapping young Gerald and strapping Chris... They were like, oh, shit, Kathy's still inside. And Corinne's like, don't worry, I'll get her. And they're like, cool, frail old lady, you can do that. And that's, then that's, I'm not sure if you know, in literature, mm. that's a redemptive arc. Ugh. Ugh. She sacrificed. All right, literature, life. get over yourself. So this anyway. is not literature either. <laughs> Ma'am. It's not a movie, it's a film. Um, <laughs> so for some reason, yeah, they're like, oh, that sounds good. Old lady, crippled old lady, go back down in the basement and get Corinne. Get Kathy. Whoever. Get Kathy. Corinne, get Kathy. Go. And then she brings her outside. And then Kathy's like, oh my God, you're dead now. And I always did love you. I forgive you. Goodbye. And then I knew that I always did forgive her. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. And then Scene. they're like, yeah. And then there's like, uh, later, uh, they, like, uh, Corinne left everyone a bunch of money. She even left some people money that didn't even need any. Right? Not even her natural bones. Right. But she left most of it to Bob. And, um, gun, gun, gun. and Chris and Kathy bought him a fucking pony so he could finally have his heart's desire. And that is the Honestly, end. <laughs> you know, this book is just a stopgap to the next one. Yeah. For I sure. feel I feel like it's it's just a like this is fucking end. Yeah. It's just a how do I get to the next one where we're back into Kathy's POV. <gasps> oh. It ends because at the end it ends like on Kathy's like POV. Yeah. And she's like watching Jory do a dance or whatever the fuck. And like, oh, and then there's Bart. With that red leather-bound journal that he always carries around. The strange thing is, the original burned up in the fire, and this one was blank. Come on now. The end. Come on now. <laughs> so I guess what we're saying is, is of all the shitty books, this is one of the shittiest. But you should still read it. I love that it was bullcrap. <laughs> Um, if you get the book, uh, I, I really enjoy, I, this is kind of going a little long, but I really enjoy the books with the cutout in the front. Yeah, me too. They're so much better. Uh, and it's like, it's very 80s, yeah, the artwork. So if there be bowl cuts is what you, you Yeah, I did. Me. 100%. If oh. there be thorns, I was like, ah, if there be bowl cuts. Oh, shit. I was well, just about to show this book to the phone. It's not how we do it. See? See? Dear listeners, <sighs> call your senator about the bull cuts. Um, they must be stopped. Or at least taxed. Um, so how thank, we get you, out of this thank you for mourning the lost episode with us. Um, this was not a direct recreation. But Definitely I feel not. like the disgusting amounts of alcohol we've consumed in mourning. Um, yeah, it should make up for it. It should make up for it. Yeah. Um, and I am very excited to move through this with you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Peace. Good night. Thanks for listening to VC's Pieces Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Technical support was provided by Boo and Matt. Thank you for answering all of my stupid questions. (laughs) Music is Dust in My Attic by Broke MC used under a Creative Commons license. Stay tuned for more episodes released, hopefully regularly. In the meantime, have a powdered donut, tend those evil seeds, and try to control yourself at the next family function. (laughs) 